The world's third to best radio show, not about squids. Every Thursday on Phantom Radio. Catch up at verbaldischarge.co.uk. Hello and welcome to Verbal Discharge on Phantom Radio. My name's Jordan <laughs> Reynolds. Uh, who are you guys? I'm oh, Jordan Reynolds. I'm, this is, this is, all right there, I'm Jordan Jordan Reynolds. Hello, no, Jordan Reynolds, it's nice to meet you. You're Jordan right, Reynolds. Jordan Reynolds. Right. How, right. how are we doing, Jordan Reynolds and Jordan Reynolds? I'm all right, Jordan Reynolds. I've been working in the, uh, the, the factories in Telford, Jordan Reynolds. How about... In, there are factories in, in Telford. I thought there was just a big M&S. It's a blood mine. Back in the blood mine, back in the a blood cannon, factory. We call it a blood mine, the blood mines of Telford. I don't even know what your accent has become. Ben, you were leading towards <laughs> Paul McCartney at one Mom point. Mum was going more towards uh, Michael Caine, I think. Michael Caine. My Michael name Caine. is Jordan Hello. Reynolds. I am Jordan Reynolds. I am from Telford, and I am very proud of that fact. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the bit that I've had no use for for ages. Hey, James, imagine if Boss Nass from Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, was voiced by Michael Caine. How would that sound? Mason no care. <laughs> About the Naboo. The Naboo, <laughs> the Naboo think they're so smart. They think their brains are so big. I think it'd be an improvement on the first episode. I'd, I'd honestly watch that. And on that note, <laughs> who are we all? Well, not no, Jordan none of us are Jordan Reynolds because he's none not, of us are Jordan here. Reynolds. Once again, Jordan's died for the fifth time <laughs> in the discharge oh, cannon. God knows how many times. Yeah. He uh, he was tragically swallowed in a great inferno. Uh, he, he, we we heard his screams echoing out into the night as he was absorbed help, help, into help, an help, undying help, blaze. Um, slash, he went to see his girlfriend in Wales. In Wales, who who goes to Wales? Who lives in Wales? I, I, I my family. Well, <laughs> I see we're at an impasse. <laughs> <laughs> That's their they're, they're a Welsh. They're they're filthy filthy hillmen. Yeah. Hillmen, yeah, hillwomen. Hill, yeah, that was what the famous one. Not the valleys, but just the hills and, and the, the, the dragons and the sheep. And the, the sheep dragons. And the, the sheep, sheep dragons. dragons the, the, the sheep I, dragons of the hills. I could swear that was a plot point in the third Shrek movie. <laughs> but anyway, who are we? Let's Don't care, there's a sheep dragon of the hills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, better watch out for those, Shrek. <laughs> uh, my name is Robbie. Hello. I slayed only two sheep dragons in the last four years. Only two? Only two, yeah. So where we, did and you... we count them in four-year periods. It's like in Rugby World Cup cycles. So where um, did you get the head of the third one that's mounted was, on your wall? Oh, uh, it was a Kefili market. I right. Went, I went to buy some Kefili cheese because really you can't buy it anywhere. Kefili. You're going to buy something. Yeah, it's a place in Wales. Oh, right. And there's a cheese named after it because it was of made invented in the in Kefili. It's just it's, they're, they're clever like that. They're imaginative, the Welsh. Um, who's everyone else? Hi, I'm Ben, and since Jordan died, uh, I now sleep inside his corpse like a dead tauntaun. And <laughs> let me tell you, I thought he smelt bad. <laughs> Wait for it. Now that that's it. I it smelled bad. Oh, oh, we, we, it doesn't, not, it smells quite nice. We're not going anywhere else with that. What, what do you mean? So my name <laughs> is James, um, and I once killed a man. Really? It was yeah. Jordan. Was it, was it Jordan? It was, it was. I killed Jordan this morning. James, oh. don't kill me. <laughs> don't kill me, I'm Jordan Reynolds, I don't want to die. And I'm his girlfriend, I'm from, also from Telford. I'm his voice. girlfriend, Shannon. Voice. Oh, we sound oh, the same. Right what do you think about this, Jordan? <laughs> um, it's true, we all sound the same. <laughs> We're I've got no qualms about that. I mean, if Jordan ends up complaining, this is, uh, I mean, if I end up complaining... This just proves that I, I don't mind about it because they all sound the same. We do all sound the same. What do uh, you make of this, Jordan's mum, Toby I, Toby? I, 
I make exactly the same because we also think the same. We've got a shared Telford <laughs> hive mind. Ah, oh, the Telford hive minds. Yeah, we're like bees, worker bees in the blood mines. Oh, don't get me started on bees. <laughs> <laughs> And you're back here with us on Phantom Radio. That was always by Erasure. The time is nine minutes past five, and you're stuck here with us for another hour and 50 minutes. <laughs> Help us, we're Phantom stuck. Radio. Help us, the door's trapped, we're starving, we're beginning to eat each other. We really? can't escape. Really? There really? is. There's no way to get out of here. There is nothing left on my arm. It is a stump. They barred the door. So, um, you know how I killed Jordan? Yes. Yes. Which is why he's near this brutal. Week. Yeah, I was, as I was murdering him, and as he was saying to me, James, James, I James, thought, stop killing me. Stop <laughs> murdering me, James. Will you? Oh, stop it. Leave me alone. Um, as I was brutally, brutally bludgeoning in his head, yes. um, I, I, I had to think to myself, what if this is what just the first? Oh, no. The first what, kill. The first kill. First blood. Rambo specifically, first blood. specifically, if this is the first kill and I become a serial killer and my if. killing of Jordan okay. inspires a spate of other killings, Yes. By yourself or by yourself. What would my serial killer calling card be? How would I mark the bodies of those that I'd killed? Okay. Um, um, I was wondering if you could just help me out with this one, because I've really been struggling with it the past few days. Do you, um, do you vintage any... red noses from uh, from previous comet reliefs. <laughs> but like they have to sort of ascend in order. Like you have to wait. When was you... It? Robbie, you might know. When was the first comet relief? Oh, it was 19... like the 70s? Yeah, like, like 1979. No, yeah, no, yeah, it, it, was the 90s. it would be the 90s. Yeah, 90s. Well, whatever. We'll start, we'll start from the 90s, all right? We'll start yeah. from the 90s. we get some ground from there. Well, you work backwards so, from so, the last one. So, so, and you work backwards slowly through time oh, of course yeah building but, up but, the ultimate but, killing of Lenny Henry but but, <laughs> but then you'll run out though surely yeah, I mean no, only exactly. going to the point Each but one, like, if, if, you'd, if you'd pace yourself you'll be get like unlimited red noses to put on their unless corpses unless it's like sizes of paper and like I in theory A1's the biggest you can get but really it's not you can go bigger than that like you can go beyond those red noses see I'm just saying like eventually you'll be able to um, put like on the dead bodies the, uh, the red nose that's got like the kush ball hair yeah, yeah, are the, are the one with the tongue. Yeah, one with the tongue. Out. Yeah, and then the one you can put stickers on. Yeah, the one. Yeah. Oh one, god, yeah. I remember those. And then you put those. You might put the like, little nose sticker on the on the body. The little, little bit cheeky, little if, cheeky tongue out. I don't sticker. know if either of you know this, but I um in my wardrobe back at uh, my Macclesfield home, my home home, my origins. Have my, a collection of corpses slash red noses. <laughs> I have a collection of red noses. Uh, the corpses, though, I cut up and fed to pigs. Yes. Um, but in my cupboard, I have almost 200 red noses uh, in a big bin bag. But James, why? Well, it, I think it was the day after a comic relief, and myself and my friend Dan... Hi, Dan, if you're listening. You're probably not. Hey, Dan. Hey, Dan, how's it going? I'm not saying hello to you, Dan. I'm not saying hello. Did they get the radio in Macclesfield? No, no, no. We've only just got fire, though. Oh, yeah. so we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. It's being rolled out nationwide. Fire. <laughs> fire. <laughs> the, new, Actually, the new not having fire. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to think of, like, what, what, would be, what would be a technological predecessor to fire? But there isn't really one. Fire's the first real step. <laughs> those, like, like, fire, better than using sticks to kill your prey. <laughs> um, but anyway, the day previously was Comet Relief, yeah. and the local Sainsbury's in Macclesfield still had all of their red noses still in stock, all the ones they hadn't sold. Yeah. So they put an offer on um, just to clear them out, just to get rid of them, where they were selling red noses for 1p per red nose. And That's you, you pretty got good. the really spongy, quite good edition red noses and a little book of stickers. Yes. So me and Dan went there 
and purchased all of the red noses they had in stock <laughs> and purchased between us about 700 red noses. About seven quid? For about seven pounds. That's all right. That's... And let me tell you the joy we derive from those 700 red noses. <laughs> I we, we, them? Um, I kept about 200 of them and drew... On all of them, so like some of them, I gave beards. Like they, they were all, they all became <laughs> characters. Oh, and I've got all two hundred of them in a bin bag in my wardrobe. You, what you should have done is the following year. You know when people go to do baths of baked beans as a fundraising exercise. Bath you should have red noses. Bath of red noses. That, yeah. That's really meta for red nose day. <laughs> or you could a bath of red noses sounds a bit like a threat a gangster would make. Or <laughs> give you a bath of red noses if you don't stay off our turf. Uh, that sort of South, sort of South African. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what? where that accent was, was going. I, I was kind of going for sort of like a Cockney gangster, but it didn't. I didn't and mean to come out as like a South African. Like, um, it, it, I'm not. I'm not going to follow this because this will be perceived as very racist. <laughs> a if South I African what, James? Not as not a not South as... African respectable man, surely. <laughs> <laughs> what do you uh-huh. mean? No, it, no matter what you said, it wouldn't have come out as racist as the South Africans themselves. That's a little something called historical context. Look it up in a book. Oh, 1994 topical comedy. Take that one. Hey guys, it's Nelson Mandela. Do you know what I don't like? Apartheid. And that's that's. <laughs> um, but but yeah. Um, so I, I had all these red noses. I think the next day we just walked through the school, just sort of throwing them up in the air, casting them at people. Um, and we found that the interest in red noses has depleted almost tenfold, as a rough estimation. Yeah. The day after Red Nose Day, when red noses are no longer relevant for a, another two years. Yeah. But I enjoyed throwing them at people a lot. So. Should I use those as a calling card on all my victims of murder? Um, yes. yes. Okay, fair enough. So what would you two use? Um, I would... See, I, I like the fault of the red noses. Um, I've got a variety of options. I also just quickly want to say... No bound back DVDs. Uh, yeah, I just have loads of copies of Margot at the Wedding I'd leave behind because people... <laughs> then it looked, it looked like a suicide. It looked like people had watched the film and brought that, that brought the end on for them. Mm, mm. What about you, Ben? Well, um, much like the Zodiac Killer, um, what I'd leave on the corpses would be clippings from uh, uh, newspaper horoscopes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, Mystic Meg. <laughs> I, I, I know of Mystic Meg. Yeah. Oh, so I thought you meant like Mystic Meg did when she killed all those people. Yeah, yeah, Mystic Meg. How do you think she got the powers? She had to kill a lot of people to get him. <laughs> she had to absorb the souls. Yeah, there can be only one. <laughs> Mystic Meg was actually uh, the voice and the, the, the story behind Highlander. <laughs> starring that guy that looked a bit like Mel Gibson, but wasn't Mel Gibson. <laughs> who never seemed to make it out of the 80s. Mm. Lay down a tasty beat. James. Here's a tasty beat. Hello, you're listening to Verbal Discharge. There were some technical difficulties that happened, but they're all resolved now, hopefully. My name's Robbie. My name's Ben, and my favourite Totally Spies Clover. No, Sam. Sam is the right answer. <laughs> my name's James, and I never watched Totally Spies, but my favourite um, Powerpuff Girl was probably Bubbles. I don't think there's as big a debate on that. James, are underaged. Yeah, I didn't mean, <laughs> like, favourite in that sense. Come no, on, but, but I never watched Totally Spies with the intention of having sex with the characters, Ben. <laughs> but no, but the Totally Spies are in high James, school. I was underaged. The totally, the totally... Yeah, so was I when I was watching Powerpuff Girls. Stop imagining my six-year-old self watching Totally Spies. So you, were, oh. you, were only, you were only six. Well, I don't know how old it was. I continued watching Totally yeah. Spies until I was about 
24. No, it and came I'm only 20. Came out in 2001. I would have been eight. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would have been just younger than that. Does everyone remember that in the Powerpuff Girls, Satan was literally a recurring? Oh character. yeah, him. And the yeah. other one is no, he, he had, he had like feather boa on. Two of us are one to talk about totally spies here, James. Hey, hey. You can't just change the conversation because you're louder. Well, I can. That's how I've gotten by on so <laughs> most of my life, life up so until far. this point. I've just I'm louder than everyone else in the room. <laughs> so Robbie, uh, we Hello. know you, we know your favourite totally spy. Yeah. But who is the best totally spy? Sam. It's clever. No, it's Sam. I have it's never no, watched totally no, spy. Clever, shut up. Sam actually knows what she's doing. Clover just sort of stands there as a figurehead. Clover has a good she's... time. She she knows what she's doing. <laughs> So, but what about that having she's a not good time? useful as a spy to- or as a person. My favourite Tony spy is Jerry. Yeah, no, look, obviously. If we're Where, counting Jerry. Hey, where's Jerry? Where's where's Jerry's latex cat suit? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Never seen Totally Spies. I like the episode. Hello, of... girls. Don't I'm even Jerry. watch Totally Spies. My favorite. Robert, do you want to favorite... act out an episode of Totally Spies? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally My favorite spies. episode of um, Totally Spies is the one we go back. Why in does time. anyone ever watch Totally Spies? It's called. We don't watch it anymore because it's not on anymore. But it's on Netflix in America. So you're you know, joking. It's uh, the first season on Netflix now. How many seasons were there of Totally Spies? Too oh, many. Unlimited. I mean, not enough. Unlimited power. There was there was um, one episode totally spies that, in which they go back in time and it's called fu- for, forward future to the past. Do you remember the episode? It's the opposite of Back to the Future. <laughs> nice <laughs> one, totally spies. Right? Is what do you learn car. that you learned that in writing school? <laughs> do you get a writing school like a bunch of nerds? <laughs> get out of my sight! My rapid clout around the ear. My rapid googling has told me that totally spies ran for six seasons. Um, the last one of those being aired in 2014. Oh, so, oh yeah, okay. there was a come back. Yeah, there was a six-year gap between. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I know. Here we go. And the quality dropped significantly. Totally by which I mean, I was on for this show. Oh, that was the words. I don't remember the words. Clover is the valley girl of the group. She enjoys shopping, fashion, and good-looking guys. <laughs> and she's also the best. She's not. Sam's the best. <laughs> I like how none of us have mentioned Alex. <laughs> no, Who? No one cares. I can't. What were Alex's defining characteristics? Uh, Alex's defining characteristics is that she was the third one. <laughs> she wore a yellow cat suit. Now, I'm, I'm, was... I'm looking at an image here of all the spies. Now, you're going to have to fill me on on, on, on who's okay, who. By colour of cat suit, guess which one's which. Right. So, so what are these? Alex, Clover, and, and Sam. 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 Right, um, by colour of Katsu, I'm going to go with the green one as being, I think, Clover. <laughs> Wrong. Um, <laughs> Idiot. Sam. <laughs> Idiot. I've never seen Totally Spies. I'm no, don't don't answer this, Bet, because I'll, I'll, I'll answer no, this blood for blood. Who's the red one? Who's the red one? No, no, you know what? No, no, if we're playing this game, you know what we're going to do? Ben, come look at this DVD box art for Seven <laughs> Samurai and guess who the characters are. Can I do that? See, but I've seen Seven Samurai and I can't remember the right. character. <laughs> neither, neither can I. Okay, right, get a picture up. Yeah, I mean, get like a full screen picture so I can see him closely. You can't, they're, they're not wearing coloured catsuits though. How are you supposed to identify it? So the uh, the gentleman at the back, the older one with the receding hair and moustache, that's Clover. <laughs> uh, the guy at the front uh, with, his, uh, with his with his arm up, the younger one, he's that's uh, that's Sam. Nope, that's who he is. And then, and then the, the rest of them in the background, the unnamed ones, they're all Alex because no one cares. <laughs> and the one at the side is Mandy. Yeah. Oh, Mandy! Oh, I remember Mandy. She's evil. Yeah. Well, she wasn't evil. She was just sort of. So, um, cu- cutting back to it, if I had to look at these characters from Totally Spies and guess who they each were. Yeah. Um, going again, is the one with the ginger hair and the green cat suit? Is that Alex? No. Oh, wrong. No, no, no that's Sam. Right, you got there in the end. Who do you think the red one is? Is that Alex? No. No, it's Clover. Oh, the best not spy. Well, the the not best spy. 
But the one that still had, was a what, character. What than, makes like, right? You've each got like about a minute to, like, like, like say, to pitch your spy to me. Okay. With your, Robbie, what, who, my, who, my original character or? No, as in, <laughs> as in, my, as in, my, as in the, your, the blue who's your favourite spy? Uh, Clover. Which one's Clover? Clover is one in red. Have we not just established and this? And Robbie, sorry, which one? Your favourite is Sam, Sam who is one the green ginger green. one. Yeah. Right, Ben, you've got a minute. Go. Clover, uh, she is a spy who has lots of fun. If you go with her, you'll go on the run because she is the best spy in the whole of Whoop. Um, um, my my mood around her will never droop because she is the coolest. She's the best Valley Girl spy. Um, and oh, she I, I I'm I might die. Ben, your freestyle rapping abilities are uh, uh, something. Leave something to be desired. It's, it's because I'm I'm crumbling around Clover. Clover, Clover, Clover was never mind. <laughs> right, you know what? I'm, I'm cutting your minute short there, Ben. You, you. Robbie, answer. oh jeez, I'm, I'm sweating here. Robbie, oh Jesus, yeah. answer supporting your favourite spy, but in freestyle rap form. Okay, and I am a professional rapper. You so are. Should be easy you are. Me. MC Owen. Um, that, that, that is drop a beat. Drop a beat. Sam is a totally spy that I think is pretty fly. When she's wearing a green cat suit, I that's actually just really loud, James. I can't actually can't can you just make it quieter? I'm struggling to focus on the the, the totally spies lyrics. Um she had the, the mirror that she could use as a gadget and uh it was something that she had to have it. She was the best because she could actually think and do things like how I can not do things um, Alex wasn't very good and Clover was a pud whoa whoa did you just call Clover a pud <laughs> how pud. dare you sir as in she's delicious um, no she's no, cause oh what Sam, Sam, was, Sam was the best so which is the one that wasn't was, was Alex no Alex. everyone ignored so nobody James, wants James you have a minute to try and argue the case for Alex. Okay, good. Knowing, someone... knowing nothing about Alex, you have to pick <laughs> Alex. Nothing Alex's. about Alex and nothing about Totally Spies. She is the one in yellow, by the way, just in case you mess up a third time. Okay, right, right. Someone someone dropped me a sick, sick beat. That is not a sick beat. Ben, that beat is not sick enough. Oh, I'll roll with it. Alex wears a yellow cat suit. She fits in it neatly. She must eat lots of fruit. <laughs> That's all I've got. <laughs> no, 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 keep going. Keep going. No, no, no. I, I, I can drop some freestyle bars, I swear. I swear. Alex shares a middle name with me. My middle name isn't... Wait, my middle name is Alex. Hers isn't. I don't know what her full name is, but I bet it's good. <laughs> Clover's still a pud. Robbie said that earlier, and I agree. Alex is the perfect Totally Spies girl for me. I've never seen Totally Spies. I don't know what it's about, but it looks pretty good, so I'll probably not shout. I'll get a little bit excited about it and then just keep rapping. I'm not very good at rapping. Molasses. <laughs> so, so do, do we feel that we've learned a lot about... Like, yeah, Clover's the best spy. Did, did we have a, a, a point a for this link? Or? Oh, no, no. No, we're introducing no. ourselves. Totally spies.
slicker than a man in his mid-forties going down a slip and slide with margarine all over his body. It's verbal discharge. So, I've been reading a book of late. A book? A book. It is called, and I've got it here, oh. The Film That Changed My Life. 30 directors on their epiphanies in the dark. Oh! In the dark. It is a collection of interviews and essays by notable directors of the films talking about film that changed their life about their favorite film and so on and well, i imagine a, a film would change your life if you were literally living in a lightless room like all your lives the, yeah, all these people the, have been Tiffany's in the dark have oh you, there we go are they all either blind or have like massive eyes to taking as much light as possible yeah that's like, exactly yeah yeah. It. Yeah, yeah yeah that's what all like films richard, richard Linklater like, scampers out of the room <laughs> like this like little dystrophid troglodyte <laughs> His, his pupils are massive because he's never seen the light before. <laughs> because he, 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 left, he left a room and he's like, ah, I must create boyhood. <laughs> and like, ah, ah, I need to direct Dazed and Confused. Uh, wait, was that him? Yeah, that, that was him. Ah, the joke stands. <laughs> the Sorry, o- Robbie, I cut you off. The opening shot of boyhood, which is, which is just the sky, was actually his first experience <laughs> coming outside Scamp- for the first time. Scampered out into the <laughs> open air. Yeah, what's this? Listening to Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been reading this book, and I've been through, and I was, I was reading some really interesting extracts in here. Oh, and yeah. then I thought, I can think of some more interesting extracts that would be written by directors that aren't in this book. Okay. So I want you to tell me whether the five things I'm going to read out are real extracts okay. from a director from the film that changed my life the book right or is this an extract i've made up okay so okay real extract fake extract yes. vanilla extract okay yeah <laughs> let's go so this first extract is this something that david fincher who directed fight club and recently gone girl and said, seven yeah seven yeah, which is great I'd, I'd say his best film i'd say so as well actually yeah, yeah, it's, really, it's it. good isn't it yeah, it's, it's really good. good ben have you seen it no, I've not seen any of those films. And leave. Never mind. The direct totally spies. <laughs> <laughs> Can you only like understand the world based on? I haven't consumed any of the piece of media other than totally spies. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Or totally spies related. Uh, favorite trivia. TV show, totally spies. Uh, favorite favorite music, totally spies. Spies soundtrack. <laughs> favorite book, totally spies. Totally spies the novelization. Yeah. <laughs> the novelization. The totally spies annual two thousand four. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, so was this a real quote from David Fincher on His Girl Friday? Right. It taught me that dreams can come true. My favourite scene in the film is where Walter, played by Cary Grant, obviously, goes into a dream and says, it's true. Before that, I thought dreams only existed in Cary Grant movies, but His Girl Friday taught me that I could live my dreams, like the one where I'm married to the fat stupid guy from 30 Rock who wears all the hats, and we have sex at a zoo twice a week. Or the one where I'm president of Ghana for a day and I single-handedly saved their economy. Or the one where my swimming trunks are made of salami. Or the one where I direct a movie called Wet Hot American Summer, all of which I totally did last week. Was that a real quote from David Fincher, or was that not a real quote from David Fincher? I, I'm, I'm leaning towards not a real quote. Hey, okay. but I'm, I'm calling is, bull poop on that. No, no, no. This is, this is where I think Robbie's, the, the, the genius behind this game is coming <laughs> in. There has no Robbie, genius behind this. Has Robbie picked a quote that sounds so ridiculous we would assume... It isn't true. <laughs> or is Robbie double bluffing and he's picked a quote that sounds so ridiculous our only choice is to assume that it is true? I think that's Because Robbie couldn't possibly make it up. You couldn't make this stuff up. You couldn't write this. You couldn't script this. Um, but I'm, so yeah, what are that, you saying? That's a lie. I'm, I'm not having that. Yeah, that is not a real quote. David Fincher never said those words. I'm saying, uh uh-uh, lies. You're both correct. Hooray. David Fincher hey. never said that he has a dream in which he's married to the fat, stupid guy from 30 Rock. But the rest of neither it is true. Did, neither did uh, so who Martin is Luther King. Who is the fat, stupid guy from uh, 30 Rock? <laughs> I can't remember his name. Um, I've never seen 30 Rock. Well, there's a fat, stupid guy who just wears a different hat every week in it. Who wasn't Tina Fey? 
Yeah, Tina, no, Tina Fey is not a fat, stupid man. Is Tina Fey not every character? See, I just assumed it was Alec Baldwin. No, he's the he's the business guy. In a Do you mean Tina Fey? Excuse me. Alec Baldwin, you know, um, yeah. played play by Tina Fey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then that other one who's in it, but was it Amy... Baldwin. No, Amy Poehler isn't in it. Of course she's she isn't. Not, she's in... Yeah. Well, she, she's busy playing Tina Fey. Yeah, exactly. Who uh, is in turn is, playing everyone yeah. else in yeah. the cast of Thirty Rock? Yeah, exactly. It's all meta. You, when they do sketches together and stuff, actually, Amy Poehler is playing Tina Fey at the same time. They're just playing each other. Really. Amy Poehler, Smoke and is, Mirrors, friends, Smoke and Mirrors. Amy Poehler plays Tina Fey, playing Alec Baldwin, playing Alec Baldwin's character, who's secretly Tina Fey, who's secretly Amy Poehler from Thirty Rock. That's exactly what happened. Uh, okay, is this a real quote? They're moving along. From Pete Doctor, who directed Monsters, Inc. Up and recently Inside Out. Right. On Paper Moon, the movie Paper Moon. The first time I saw it was right after Toy Story came out. We were watching it for reference from Monsters, Inc., so it would have been around 1997 when we started that project. I had just eaten a burrito and walked to the projector room too quickly, so I was getting a bit of indigestion. Ever since I was little, projectile vomiting has been a particular skill of mine, so I decided to just throw up on Bob Iger and John Lasseter. <laughs> they took it in good humour. I've never actually watched the film beyond the opening titles, in which Peter Bogdanovich turns up himself dressed as a squirrel. Was that a real quote from Pete Doctor, or was that not a real quote from Pete Doctor? Wait, what film was you referring to again? Uh, Paper Moon. Paper Moon. Peter Bogdanovich's Paper Moon. You know what? I'm going to say true. I I think that's that that's got to be sheer sheer hogwash. That that is a that is a lie if ever I've heard one. The first sentence is true. He did watch it for the first oh, time whilst doing Master reference for Monsters Inc. But he didn't throw up on Bob Iger whilst watching it for the first time. So, so your question was actually... You, do you know what? Like, I'm not going to lie to you. They've all made up. <laughs> <laughs> that one was going to be true. Is anything true? That one was going to be true. And then I got bored after typing two sentences out, so made the rest up. The rest of them from this point out are all made up. I'm going to make you guess anyway. Okay. Do you, um, do you think Bob Iger would even like let anyone get away with throwing up on him <laughs> before having him executed at the hands of the, of the Disney Corporation? Three more movies for him. Some, yeah. Someone executes him dressed in that full Disneyland Mickey Mouse costume. <laughs> oh, you're going to die. Oh, oh boy. Goofy Say your prayers. Oh, Goofy oh, comes oh. along to dispose of the body. Gosh. <laughs> oh, I hope you like sleeping with the fishes. Oh, <laughs> it, it like, drags your body away and he keeps like, dropping it and tripping over. <laughs> and it's like, really comedy. And I'm like, Goofy, I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. The three little pigs eat the body because that's the best way to dispose of it. Um, okay, is this a real quote from Edgar You're Wright? You're talking to me? <laughs> Is this a real quote? You slimy scumbag. Is that... Drop on the floor and give me 25. <laughs> I thought he was doing some dinero there. I was doing it all. I'm Dirty Grandpa. Oh, <laughs> oh Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> what a grandpa. Are you, are you Mickey Mouse? Grandpa, you're so dirty. Uh-huh. I'm such a dirty grandpa. <laughs> well, I'm what? Zac Efron. Oh, boy. Whoa, grandpa. What happened to my career? <laughs> Sorry, Robbie, continue. I, I used to be a taxi okay. driver. Okay, Do you okay. remember when I was in Raging Bull? <laughs> I would watch a No, I'm in Dirty Grandpa. The Raging Bull would clearly eat Mickey Mouse, though. Um, can you can you even still enjoy Cape Fear after me starring in Meet the Fuckers and Dirty Grandpa? Have you ever seen Meet the Parents? Have you ever seen a dead body? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, son, you ever seen a grown man <laughs> naked? Should, Robbie, continue. I... Don't, don't, don't let oh. us distract you. Because I could, you have done. I could do this for like hours. I know. Oh boy. I know. Oh boy. Um, so, is. Gosh! Is this a real quote from Edgar Wright, the director of Shaun the Dead and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, amongst others, on An American Werewolf in London? Ooh. Um, that's a good film. So, 
Yeah, it's great. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, is this Ed- Edgar talking about American Wolf in London? Is this a real quote? That werewolf was bitching, bruv. I mean, seriously, yo. Before I saw the movie, I was like, uh, werewolves are kind of so-so, yeah. But after seeing the man, I was like, whoa. I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, you know, like when you think you know the Beach Boys, and you think you know like all oh, their like white craps all about, yeah. I need to listen to Pet Sounds with a proper like good pair of headphones in in mono because that's the way that my boy Brian Wilson, what up, intended. And you're like, boom, like you understand it properly. It's like a whole new world opens up to you, yeah. I've never been so enthusiastic about, uh, enthusiastic, yeah, about any other hairy creature other than my son, John Joe Wright, who will be born on the 28th of August, 2023, in New Orleans Children's Hospital on 200 Henry Clay Avenue in New Orleans, Louisiana, which incidentally is where Jay and Mark Duplass, the totally tripping directors of the puffy chair, were born, yo. Was that a real quote by Edgar Wright or not? I is mean, that Edgar Wright's voice? Yes. Is I mean, that what Edgar Wright sounds like? That's what everyone from Somerset sounds like. I mean, first off, that's racist. Second, it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're right, it's fake. I mean, I've already told you the answer. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh. He didn't actually say that. I, I would have been amazed if he had. Yeah. yeah. No, he actually just sort of talks about how much he likes the film. Oh, okay. And not about his future son. Um, what did he say about the film, Robbie? He said, it's good. That's not Edgar Wright's voice. I thought he would establish how it sounds. Yeah. Oh. He said, it's good, man. Okay. That's all, <laughs> um, that's, that's all I was after. Okay, is this a real quote from Ingmar Bergman, the legendary Swedish film director? In literature, there is something called suspension of disbelief. I had a complete suspension of disbelief. I was eight years old and it transported me. <laughs> I was on that beach running alongside that dragon, fighting that cyclops. It really dazzled me. And so I got home and I asked my mum, who does that? Who makes the movie? And my mother said, the director. So I thought, aha, <laughs> I want to be a director. That's why I, Ingmar Bergman, the acclaimed Swedish filmmaker behind titles such as Persona, Wild Strawberries and Hour of the Wolf, want to do with my life, to make films that can inspire and confound. And it's all because of that most mesmeric of masterpieces, Horrible Bosses 2. Was that a real quote from Ingmar Bergman, or was that not a real quote from Ingmar Bergman? I'm going to go ahead and just say that that was not a real quote, because no one... No one enjoyed Horrible Bosses 2. Except Ingmar Bergman, who was dead when it came out. <laughs> dead excited know. to see Horrible Bosses 2. <laughs> Am I right? I Horrible love... Bosses 3 coming soon. It might be. I don't know. It's not. Well, I'm Ingmar Bergman and I love Charlie Day. Charlie Day's Can't get good. enough of that. The other ones. Jason, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman's in it and Jennifer Aniston was in them. Uh, Colin Farrell got them all. All of them there. All of them in the Horrible Bosses series by the box set. Should we move on to the last one? Yeah, go on. Yeah, okay. Um, John Favreau, who, of course, directed Iron Man and Chef. And Chef. Is this him talking the about... Cinematic masterpiece, Chef. Have you seen Chef? Have you not seen Chef? Have you seen Chef? I've seen Chef. Uh, I haven't seen Chef. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, John Favreau makes makes really good food in it. Um, yeah. It's like, like he's a chef and everything. Oh, it's exactly what it says on the he, tin. He talks about it actually while he's talking about Play Against Sam. Or is he talking about Play Against Sam? He's not talking about Play Against Sam. This isn't a real quote. What is happening? Um, there's a bit. There's a bit. Um, how does he sound? How does John, Favreau John Favreau sound? There's a bit where Woody Allen. <laughs> John Favreau. That that sounds like bloody. That sounds like a chuckle brother after he got thrown down some stairs. <laughs> Does your voice change after you get thrown down the stairs? I can only assume you break, so. You break your nose. There's a like, bit. It... This has how John Favreau sounds. There's a bit where Woody Allen is putting on aftershave and he puts on too much and all the characters start commenting on it. But we don't know he's put on too much because we can't smell it. We can't smell the, the screen. So in a movie, when you say something smells amazing, but really like on, on set, it smells like 
you can't you can't smell it because it, it, even if it smells like terrible on set, like like it's like Kevin James pooping out a wet dog, you still can't you can't smell it. Um, it's like Diane Keaton didn't like his. <laughs> Wasn't that in Mall Cop too? Yes, because she she told us Kevin James squats but, down, but like puts his hand down. I don't know. And has spreads, a big has a big dirty pole blot right there and then spreads his cheeks and a dog just flies out. Just I, <laughs> I don't know if you're getting the picture, but basically when you smell something on the script, some characters can smell something. John Favreau is speaking Keaton, to us now. Like Diane Keaton <laughs> could smell that Woody Allen had perfume, but. But we didn't know because we're the audience. We didn't know Woody Allen had put on too this much. This accent is so inconsistent. And, and because because of the way that Diane Keaton could smell it, because she said it and they kept it in the film. Like if she hadn't said that, then we wouldn't know. And so this was the inspiration for Chef, because actually in that film, all of all of the food in the film tasted like fish, even the things that didn't have fish in it, like sandwiches or cake. Um, but all of it had fish in it, and all of it tasted like fish and smelled like fish. But we could just say. This, I, this I, I feel as though over the past two minutes I've seen you lose a significant <laughs> portion of your menstrual stability. What what is happening? Why what what is this? I'm I've John had some Favreau. kind of li- religious experience listening I'm, to this. I'm, like, I'm John Favreau. Reality's passed over I'm me. Yeah, this is this is spiritual chef. now. Oh, I'm explaining how we made chef. Further. But, but it's because because the chef and the food never mind. Um true. Actual yeah. quote by John Favreau. <laughs> he that. said, "All of that to us." He said, that, "That's yeah. that's where the participation." Whoa! Who let from. John Favreau in here? <laughs> Get guys. out of here, John Favreau! It's me, John Favreau. <laughs> he said, "He said that." That was all true. As Frank Sidebottom. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm John Favreau. I'm John Favreau. <laughs> oh, I'm here to play you a song. <laughs> it's called Chef. What we need to do, both in Britain and Europe, is to combine the fiscal deficit reduction, which has given us the low interest rates, with an active monetary policy, with structural reforms to make us competitive, and with... Coming up next, we've got something for more of our long-time, more committed listeners. And not just you throwaway people that we're just going to forget about and not care about because you only listen to the one. Robbie, we would you care to... care about you. No, we don't. Okay, we don't. No, fair enough. Would you care to tell us more? I would. So, older listeners may remember Alana the Pokehuman. The following segment is for mature listeners only. Mature it's, listeners and Pokehumans. It's, it was a feature we ran for three weeks and tended to keep going, but then difficulties and then forgetting about it last week basically meant we haven't done that so but what have we done this means it's going to be the back now i was going on to it's less what what we've done and what we're doing now okay last time we saw alana the pokehuman it was jordan's jordan's entry and he left us with alana the pokehuman basically was a i think she's a girl she's 14 she's a 14 year old girl who is also who, a pokemon yeah and a human yeah at the same time pokehuman and, they're in a some sort of relationship with Shadow the Hedgehog. And where same. we left her, Shadow the Hedgehog had decided he was going to assassinate President Donald Trump in order to prove his love to Alana. That sounds about right. That sounds yeah. about right. Uh, so in, it, it, in, it's basically fan fiction. Yes. In, about in, a part Pokemon, part human. Yes. It was based on a fan fiction we found and we just continued running with regardless. I mean, okay. I mean, the original fan fiction was already like 12,000 words, but we, we only wanted to read one paragraph. Yeah. And then, you know, think what we wanted to think afterwards. So how are we going to do Death this, Death of the author, we, baby. Some we... Roland Barthes up in this, up in this business. Some Mikhail Bakhtin. Am I right, guys? <laughs> am I right, English students? Yeah. Are we going to, like, take a voice each? Yeah. So... How, how do we do this? 
Um, James, you want to be Shadow? I'll be Shadow. I'll be Shadow. And um, Ben, do you want to be the narrator? Or do you want to be Alana herself? Uh, oh, choose for me. You're the uh, you're the ringleader here. Uh, you you can be Alana. Alana. Um, so I'll take the narration part. It's but what is a president? Said Tony, the small man I keep in the corner of the room. A president, said Shadow, calling upon his masters in political science, which he'd programmed into his really cute brain. Is the elected head of a Republican state, a figurehead of democracy in one nation. My older sister once told me democracy was cool, but she had blue hair, so who cares about her? Shadow used to be really into politics and rallies and that <laughs> when he was in college, but now he's too busy gathering the chaos emeralds <laughs> and having kids to do any of that. Although I do not understand any of it. Who I wrote this? It is important to me, so I'll she so so that Shadow will keep me around. I close my eyes dramatically as I speak. How will that show you love me? There's nothing more romantic than political assassinations. Just as Lee Harvey Oswald's horny widow. That should say, just ask. Just ask. Robbie, did you proofread this? No! I thought that was the idea of badly read fanfiction. Previously. No, what? Nowhere does that say previously. Yeah, previously. Okay. I began to feel something I'd only previously come... Go Come on, Robbie, you, get it you, together. You, you just narrate then, Am James. I narrating? Go, go on then, I'll, I'll be narrate and, and I'll do I'll both. I'll, okay. do both. I'll do both. I'll do both. Fine. I began to feel something I had only previously come across in Wild Thornbury's fanfiction. As I had lost all the powers oh, of every Pokemon's, I used Voltackle on Shadow to take out my sexual confusion. Ow. Sorry, Shadow, but I am confused. You're 14. Of course you're confused. I'm sorry for being so young. That's how I like them. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I hugged him, and he hugged me back. He clearly had a Chaos Emerald in his pocket, because there's no other explanation for what it felt like pressed against my body. I tried to remember how he defined Hey, Shadow, is that a Chaos Emerald in your pocket? Are you just Super Shadow? (laughs) By which I mean, do you have an erection? (laughs) (laughs) I tried to remember how he defined President. I could not. Shadow! I asked. Yes, my love. How would you define democracy? He thought for a second, and before he could say, Abraham Lincoln famously said it was governments of the people, by the people, for the people, and whilst in the modern political system this is perhaps a little crude and simplistic, it is still, broadly speaking, correct. He was shot in the face. I turned round to see what had shot him. And could not believe what I saw. <gasps> Wait, Shadow was Sh- shot. Someone shot Shadow. Shadow was shot in the face. Yeah. What? Guess who- we'll find out the next episode of uh, Alana the Pokehuman. But who am I going to voice next time? Tony. We'll see. We'll see when we get to that. There's a little man who lives in the corner of the room. Well, I guess, like, if you. Because, listeners, I know that you were captivated by that. You were kept on the edge of your seat. That, that captured everything you could want from. Not, not only. Fan fiction, yeah, but the written form, <laughs> yeah, that that was, that was the art, yeah, the, the art of literature has uh, been uh, all the real, real accumulated. That was language incarnate. Literature itself has incarnated in the land of the pokey human, the greatest work of literature of all time. Why are you doing a, a kind of Nigel Thornbury? No, it's yeah. Tim Curry who voices yeah. Nigel Thornbury. It's Tim Curry in general. So why is Tim Curry? Aha! Absolutely gorgeous. Yes. So, as I'm sure that all of both A, you, my co-hosts, and B, you, the listeners, are aware, 
we received something quite interesting this week. What did we receive? We received our first ever verbal discharge fan art. Oh, I'm very aware of this. Mm. Yeah, so it was esteemed. done by by the esteemed James Grimes. Jim Grimm. Who is, who is an excellent, excellent gentleman. Hey, James Grimes, I know you're listening right now. That's very lovely of you that you did fan art for us. I met him during the week. You did? Yeah. You did? He you said, met on Tuesday. Him, yeah, first time. At a little event called Twisted Tongues. You we, might have heard of it. I saw there was some like small talks and pleasantries. Then he said, you're Andrew Bishop, fake Twitter account. Genius. Oh, yeah, yeah. I and was that was that he, he knew of that. Yeah, he was, he was actually listening to it. Apparently he said he was going through old episodes. He listens so. to the show. Of course. Actively. He clearly listens to more of it, uh, more of it than I do. <laughs> he listens to more of it than I think all of us. Yeah. Um, no one listens to it more than me. Yeah, cause because he probably listens to every episode 29 I've times to edit it. a massive ego. And I edit it, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's uh, it. <laughs> so, um, alongside uh, the fan art that uh, James Grimes submitted, yes. uh, I was speaking to James Grimes, and he t- he, we, we got talking, and he told me about how the, this sort of childish misconception he used to have whereby he was of the belief that instead of there being a warehouse at the back of every Argos, there was instead a factory where you went to Argos, you ordered your thing from one counter, they assembled it for you, and then gave it to you at the other counter. How did he get from fan art to this? This was just because just I sent him a message. Like, oh, thank you for submitting some fan art, and then we came to that. Give us a little story, okay. James Grimes. So this is, this is what you... If you want to submit some sexy fan art of... Us and I've had a little maybe, misconception you have of what you imagine Jordan's up to right now. Then you can. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Actually. What do you think Jordan's up to right now? I don't do know. Do That's a dream sound. Let's <laughs> yeah. some harps. Oh, he's having fun here in Aberystwyth. Like fade back into the. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it. You know, that's what he's up to. But that got me thinking about what child did. Did any of you guys have any childish misconceptions? Because I can think of one that I really quite clearly had um, very prominently. I, I remember the first time when I was when I was a wee babby. Yep. Maybe not quite a wee babby, but still quite wee. Um, I must have been about three or four. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> we, we both laughed at that at the same time. I remember my mum taking me along to the library in Macclesfield. Um, and I, I remember asking, like, oh, what is it? What's a library? She said, "Oh, that's just that's just where they keep the books." <laughs> and I, I, I asked something like, "Oh, like, what, what kind of books?" And she said, "All kinds of books." And I, I think, assume not quite understanding all kinds of books, meaning all varieties of books, assumed that she meant every single book. Every. And due to I think that coupled with the fact that I was very young and didn't really Infinite. understand the wider world. That just led me to the assumption of, oh, all of the books in the world must be kept <laughs> at the Macclesfield Library. That must be where they're housed. And, and for, for years, um, I was under the belief that all the books in the world were based in Macclesfield Library. In- Until, obviously, I grew up and I turned 22 <laughs> and I, I, I dropped those charms. As soon as you turn 22, you realise, you're like, wait a second. It's a rite of passage. I can't all wait All this to time it. I've spent at the illustrious University of Derby TM. Uh, and in the, in the library there, I've realised there are one or two more books that they don't have at the Macclesfield Library. Did you, wait, did you imagine they had a copy of every book ever, or literally every book every ever? Book. I assumed at least a copy. The like original, every book original ever Iliad's, uh, Mein Kampf. I remember being told, similarly, that you, any book you want, you'll be able to find it there. And so I went looking for The Return of the 100 Mile an Hour Dog by Jeremy Strong. They didn't have it. They didn't have it? That was, that was gutting. That was a really, really heartbreaking moment for me. Oh, I'm sorry. I know, I know. I still haven't read it. I've read the first one. Never got closure on the sequel. Dwarf. It's, it's, it's really disappointing. What about you, Ben? Any, any misconceptions? Any hilarious mishaps? 
Come on, Ben. Um, Conjure a tail. Spin us a yarn! There's one I'm thinking of, but I wasn't a child. I'm not sure if I can say it here. Say it. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. Well, I wasn't taught I, in school. Okay, well, uh, well that's... Uh, well, oh, oh, right. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Should I say it? Should I say it? What are you about to say? I wasn't taught in school what a hymen was. Oh, okay. All right. I think that's, an, I think that's enough. That's <laughs> yeah, that's as much as we can that's, really say. Uh, I've, 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 I, feel, I feel like that's like explains everything that needs to be explained in the one line. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You like, can pretty much imagine how things went from there. Let, let your imaginations do the work of Ben confused at the sight of a hymen. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a hymen lying there in the street and I said, <laughs> I said, what the heck? I said, And, I, and I, I kicked it across the street and it burst into a cloud of blood. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also didn't hear about... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I also never, never, never heard about hymens, and then I went to Africa and came across this massive cat. I went, oh, that must be a, that must be a, a hymen, not a hy- hyena. Get out! Oh. Go, okay. go, stop, stop it, Robin! Okay. Stop it! Pack it in. We can turn this car around, Robbie. <laughs> Pack it in. You better book your ideas up, pal. <laughs> I'm going to be disapproving dad from now on. No, you, you better book your ideas up, pal. You book your ideas. I'll ideas turn this up. car around. Your boyfriend's here. <laughs> <laughs> Working class dad. Working class dad thing. Oh, your boyfriend's oh, here. Oh, your boyfriend's here. Oh, oh, dad, you're embarrassing me. Your boyfriend's here. Oy. Previously on verbal discharge. I went to the hospital. They stuck heart stuff on me. They took my blood samples. All of this. She then gave me some painkillers, saying, "This is what you want." So thankfully, you're not going to have a heart attack. But great, thanks. I then sat down as I waited for the final results to be sent out to me and the final prescription painkillers to be handed over. And in that time, I heard something. The NHS played something over their TV and speaker system that they had set up. And this is where I say to be continued. Oh. Because we'll come on to next week what it was that I heard. I will go into that in full. And now, this is us actually here. That, look at the production value on that. I've actually that, done a that, major. That was live, folks. That, that just happened. <laughs> I heard all of that. That was that. We actually played that out, actually, for people listening. We did. That, that was that actual was... previously on. Yeah. For us, that is technical wizardry. This is. That's this is... incredible. Our production value has gone up significantly. Every time I heard pre-recorded James go, oh, I kept looking to him. And I didn't <laughs> realize his lips were not moving. <laughs> Every time I heard a pre-recorded Jordan, I, I felt really bad about killing him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh, we're not going to get any more of these pre-recorded Jordans because they've already, already been recorded. Every last one. The guilt uh. set in all over again. Yeah, so that was a previously on verbal discharge. Yes. Because last week I spoke about the NHS, my trip to Your a hospital. To the hospital. I went through it in detail. And as as you heard there, I left it just about the point in which they'd given me some painkillers and I had heard something playing through the NHS's own sound system thing. Now, what did you hear? I've been now, waiting a week for this. So yes. This better be good. Now, I had heard Norm, there wasn't anything playing out beforehand and all the time we've been sat there they hadn't played anything they'd had these screens in the corner they just sort of had like general information of like stay clear of the car park or whatever this is happening uh, just sort of general news on a ticker tape scrolling along uh, updates from their Twitter feed and then suddenly it stopped and it played this is it starting? okay here we go here we go let me tell you a story about a lady called D. Turned a funny yellow colour, so went to A and E. Doctors what is were this? puzzled, so this was, there was a cartoon as well playing alongside it. Who, wait, who's this? This is there was a cartoon man singing this song. Billy D. 
on the but screen. that's not the end of Dee's A&E tale. Back the next week, couldn't get off a fake nail. Then a you're, friend you're was both doing exactly the same look I pulled. And everyone around me did as well. So yeah, it's talking about how this woman took a cat to A&E. Poor little pussycat. And let's not mention <laughs> when Dee had thrush. That's not an emergency. That's not a mad rush. Oh, yeah, it's a mad rush. Wait, wait, is, sure is, is the cat Dee? Is Dee the, the cat? No, Dee's a person. Dee's the owner of the cat. Oh, so, so Dee's got thrush. Yeah. And then the cat's also sick. Yeah, here's the so here's where, chorus. Where's he going to go? The vet? A&E? That's the question we're all asking. That's the question we're all asking. If you've got a sniffle or a headache or a sneeze, the place is, to is the breakdown. Is the rap breakdown because it's a song from the mid-noughties. Who is this? I don't know. I looked it up and it just said it's just a man. A man. A man. A man did this. A man. A human. This was a naughty man who came and sang a song about the N and the H and the S and the S and the A and the Q. It goes on and on and on like that. Basically, do we know the artist behind it? We don't. Do we know? We don't. Who we'll track him down and we'll get him on the show. It was put together though by the NHS hospital in rugby because they had too many people coming in basically for things that weren't emergencies and they made a song to try and put people off using the oh. NHS. Oh, you explained oh, that in the last one. Yeah. So, if you're yeah. not having a heart attack, mate, but bugger off. You exactly. Better, you better get out of here or if you're not, if you're not dying, you better go home. So the NHS is in a rush because you're bothering us with your cat that's got thrush. <laughs> We will beat it with a brush. 420, smoke the kush. <laughs> <laughs> we can't say that. Well, I just did. Guess what? This is, this, this, is why, <laughs> this is why we don't have you on more, Ben. <laughs> so so what, what was your reaction then? To- I was kind of dumbfounded by that, by the fact that, firstly, they were sort of like... Does anyone remember Higley Town Heroes? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. They were I, sort I, of I, like... I used to get really early for school, then I'd, <laughs> or, I'd only be able to watch like... Uh, weird the first few minutes, shows. yeah, of of Higley Town Heroes, yeah, yeah, with the squirrel that spoke, like the the really wise squirrel, uh, yeah. It all the characters in it looked like sort of flash animated versions of the characters in Higley Town Heroes, right? And they sort of like hobbled along, and they had perfectly round heads. And this guy sort of he began on like an open mic. He walked up, tapped on the thing, began playing his guitar, um, and then he'd sort of stand there and narrate this as though he'd gone to an open mic night and was talking about. This woman going to A and E about this, okay. um, and then slowly and slowly, more and more people join in when he gets to the chorus. So D joins in, her cat joins in. Oh, was it a full cartoon? On, sort of. Yeah, well, an animation, where was the cartoon animation being displayed? That in the waiting room. It was on, yeah, in the oh, waiting on, room, on, yeah, on yeah. the actual screen. Yeah, or? that yeah. is patronising. It is, yeah. And people have already come to A and E, and they've already taken a number in a waiting. Yeah, yeah. Told, like they, so it's like, oh, if you don't understand it by like, by the time you've gotten here, here's a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. So you, you idiots. You you degenerates can understand this. You you you, you <laughs> derbrate. We use the word derbrate. Coming to the NHS and using up school. our precious resources. How dare you be ill? How dare you have illness? Our <laughs> precious magic crystals that all of NHS is built upon. <laughs> You're taking the life of our sacred soul stones. <laughs> we dug them up from the bottom of Britain 50 years ago. And you're coming here with your cat that's got thrush and absorbing the <laughs> We life can't out waste of them. precious crystals on, on your pussy, Kate. What do you think this is? Some sort a of. A crystal charity? <laughs> there was also, worth notice, noting, that there was a kid's. It was, it was a cartoon, and the song is sort of aimed at kids if you listen to it. And yet, firstly, they're talking about thrush. And secondly,. It's in the adult waiting room. It's yeah. in the, the A&E So it's really patronising. Yeah, it's... 
It's a, it's a quirky of, ukulele track, so you, you <laughs> idiots can understand. With a cartoon this alongside. This is a ukulele track, so we can convey to you that you shouldn't come to the NHS. You should stay home and just be ill. Do not come to the NHS. <laughs> Die alone. Die alone. <laughs> Die alone in bed. Wait for your neighbour's cat to find you the following day. And then, and then realise it, it's got thrush and it can't, can't possibly <laughs> help you. Um, and then, and then, down some ukulele trucks. And then over the next few, few weeks, that cat eats your face before the paramedics arrive uh, after your neighbours report the smell. <laughs> and how, that is why you shouldn't bother the NHS. I mentioned for though, their magic crystals. <laughs> I mentioned though that there is some more to the song. I only played half of it there. Um, oh. Do you want to hear the other half? I would lo- love to. Do you want to hear the, the other half of the song? Yeah, Go why not? Go, okay. Yeah, I can't this say is, no, can I? This is the, no, you can't because <laughs> I've set this up. I'm, I'm ready for this. Wait. It's the second half of the the NHS song they played in the waiting room. Is it? Yeah, this is going to be it. Really now here's a true story about a boy called George Manages to get blow stuck all in his paws The doctor said you've only got three weeks left And recommended you switch to meth <laughs> Silly George So George talked to his mate DC And Dave said it's time for the NHS to go you see And George cut all the funny and kept it for himself And went back to snorting snowflakes off a shelf <laughs> Oh George <laughs> So George went to the hospital wielding an axe, killed six in maternity, three in EOS. Bear this in mind, and I'm sure you'll agree, it's not the place for him. No, 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 wait, it is the place for him for four more years because of bloody democracy. It is, it is the place that George Osborne's going to be stuck for the next four years in charge of making these decisions. It, that's an accident. Is this where all of this was this leading? leading? Yeah. So wait a second. I know a George. Ah, it's that one. I, th- I was just thinking George from the uh, uh, Rainbow. <laughs> Did you? If you he was a meth addict, who incidentally is the same voice as uh, Jordan. Robbie, have you <laughs> gone to uh, to a very elaborate sort of? Uh, like, why have you set this up for two weeks now? This has been a two-week-long running joke that you've established. For two weeks, you've that gone to so much <laughs> effort to infer that George Osborne still does cocaine. Yes. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Um, it's all been slowly developing. Um, yeah, about the fact that our Chancellor of the Execa was it spends most it? of our national budget what was on that blow. What's he, what's he the Chancellor of? <laughs> the, the Chancellor of the Execa. Is, is he no, not? that was a rainbow character. <laughs> Exchequer. Oh, the Exchequer. I'm, oh, I'm Zippy. I'm I, the Chancellor of the Exchequer. I like to imagine that Exchequer is, 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 is basically like Dark Zippy. Is that, <laughs> I'm like, Shadow like, Chancellor John McDonnell. You're not spending money right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'd write a children's cartoon about. This is Phantom Radio. It's a cheer that accompanies us every time. That wasn't even part of the track. That was literally just the studio yeah. audience yeah, we've got. We, we, we just had to close the shutters because we were afraid they were going to break down the window and pull our bodies to pieces. Again. And take, so you know what, take, guys? It, take the body parts home and sell them on eBay because they <laughs> love us that much. So, Verbal <laughs> Discharge to team. Other, to other people who yeah, are in yeah. the audience at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Now that we've sold out Wembley, okay, yeah. I think the next logical step for us to take in our career is for us to devise right now, mm. right here, and come up with a pitch for our own Verbal Discharge children's TV show. That's Brilliant. Exactly That's where the money is. My That's where immortality I need, is. I need some characters. I need okay. some plots. I need uh, some settings. I need some stories. What have you got? From scratch. 
From scratch. Okay, so I propose we have one character called Ducky McDuck. Ducky McDuck. Okay, fantastic. Who is Ducky McDuck? Ducky McDuck is a giant duck, but he wears no, no. He's a small duck, but he wears really, really big cowboy boots. But he doesn't wear a cowboy hat because you know it doesn't fit him. He's a <laughs> duck. Don't be ridiculous. Wait, wait. The hat oh, doesn't no, fit him, but, but no, the no, boots okay. do. We can't. We can't have a cowboy duck and not address the bill issue. The wild bill. Hello. I know. Oh. Right? No, every 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 time he walks into a scene, his friends call him "Hey, Wild Bill," and he goes, he gets really close to me, and goes, "What? What are you saying there? <laughs> what? What? Don't what, what, call what, me Bill. What? No, Bill. Is that? Is that, I don't. I don't understand. I don't. I don't get it. Why? Why are you calling me? What that? the? What the quack did you just say to me? <laughs> I'm gonna quack <laughs> you up, home slice. You mother quacker. He did whenever he's going to say a, a naughty word. He just substitutes in quack, which means we get with adult storylines. Wait, uh, uh, James, in calling it a children's show, how old are these children? Is it like more? Is it more seven to seven to twelve range, or is it more one to five? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, around there. Like, like no, 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 so no, is it, no. I just, I just gave you, I just gave you a multiple <laughs> choice question. You said yes, as in, as in, I think that that, that sort, sort of step seven, it up, Boston. Seven to twelve, uh, sort of like late child to early yeah, yeah. teenage. That's pretty good. Not, not, yeah, not, yeah. not quite like like the, the, the tweeny audience so, is not our audience. I, I, I feel like I feel like you can get away with more innuendo there with the uh, with the whole. The quack issue. Are we taking a educational point on this? Are we going to try and teach the kids something? We should. We should, but it shouldn't be typically educational things. This should be a tale of Ducky McDuck's hard life on the streets. Okay. And, yeah. we, and it should teach the kids street smarts and teach them about important social issues. Okay. Do, do, does he start off in the streets or is there some sort of character development that so leads about, him right, to the streets? About 1% of kids may at some point go on to live on the street at some point in their life. Oh, that's true. So that's heartbreaking. we need to teach that so 1% a lot of ducks as well. what they're going to do. All the ducks live on the street or yeah. in a pond, even worse. Oh my um, God. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. So we need to teach them exactly what it's like, what life is like, how hard the school of hard knocks knocks them. Yeah, I'm liking the sound of this. Yeah. So how do we do that, Robbie? We do that with a complicated episode structure that builds towards a finale. Right, so let, let's start off. Let, let's say pilot episode. What, what, how, do we, how do we want to start? I'd like us to come up with like, like some... Like, like, let's say Ducky McDuck has some real hard addiction issues. Okay. Like, so we wake up... No, no, no. no Ducky, Ducky McDuck wakes up. At the start of an episode, in oh. his heroin, in his heroin den. Oh jeez! Oh jeez! I'm so tired. Now, could you do that in a slightly like, like I want some sort of like sloppily cartoonish kind of. Oh jeez! I'm so <laughs> tired. I've been up all night smoking crystal meth. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So so far for Ducky McDuck, I've got small duck in big boots. Big boots. Big but, boots full of mess. But he it, 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 it doesn't take him off. He doesn't take him off <laughs> to go to bed. So, like, it, when he's got the blanket over him, you can see the outline of the big boots. <laughs> right, okay. So, Ducky up. McDuck. The twist is he's not actually got any feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually a double amputee. He's a double amputee. He actually had a third leg. But <laughs> you know, we'll never know about that. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, that's a good point, actually. We can establish some character there. Yes. Why is he an amputee? Uh, the war. Which war? Iraq. <laughs> he was in, oh, right, well, that's a social issue right there. <laughs> Tony Blair standing over Ducky McDuck. Or like a Tony Blair figure. So, like, I don't know, like like a mongoose with really big ears going like, we're going to war! The US is to so are we. And Ducky McDuck's like, what would he say, Ben? Oh, I guess we're going to have to go to war. <laughs> <laughs> I I've, I've, I've lost the Ducky McDuck voice. I don't remember how we sounded the first time. Oh, I time. guess we're going to have to go to war. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh, I've lost both my legs. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I stepped in an IED back oh. in, <laughs> in Helmand Province. Oh, my legs. Someone better give me some good old meth. <laughs> Today's going to be a real bummer. 
I just need some of the crystal. I, I question whether we should use crystal meth or whether we should use like bread as a substitute. Bird seed. Much the way... Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but there needs to be an analogy there. But, but, it's, like, the but it's, that... it's like being dubbed in. Oh, jeez, I've been having to smoke bird seed to, to, <laughs> to, to get over the pain in my legs. But I don't think I have the money anymore for any more bird seed. <laughs> so I'm going to have to start turning tricks on the, seat, on the street if I have to buy more bird seed. Okay, so so we've got Ducky McDuck pretty much down. Yeah, he's not doing too well. We need some friends. We need some childish childhood. Uh, tall Johnson. Friends. Tall Johnson. <laughs> Who is Tall Johnson? Is, tell me about Tall Johnson. He's really tall. <laughs> is he called Johnson? And but but his uh, no, his name's Peter. But, but <laughs> Evan calls him Tall Johnson, but he doesn't know why. He gets like like similarly he's really confused. Similarly to the Ducky McDuck joke, and everyone says Wild Bill, and he goes, "What are you saying that for?" Every time, every time Peter, aka Tall Johnson, walks into the room, Tall Johnson goes, "What are you calling me that for?" <laughs> the, the, writers, the writers have only got one joke, and they just repeat it over and over again. That's the only joke. For Thirty minutes. Everything, 30 everything else is played straight. Everything is yeah. played straight about you know meth, losing legs uh, in your third tour of Iraq. Seat. But the only joke is like being, I don't know, called, called some name for some reason <laughs> and getting sort of slightly offended. It's one of those cartoons that plays more to an adult demographic yeah, and yeah. yet still continues to be played at 9am on Cartoon Network. Mm, so so is there anything more to Tall Johnson or literally just the only joke Tall is Johnson that he's is, called Tall Johnson Tall, doesn't know why? Tall Johnson is so goddamn two-dimensional, let me tell you. Like, literally because he's a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, he is. But like, uh, it, it, it might be, bit, but like, I don't know, he might be referred sometimes as a bit of a Mary Sue because he's, he's, he's the best at everything <laughs> right okay and, and, and how, he, he has no character flaws but and everyone he, loves him what he's, he's spent, just a completely just like, unre- no, no, unrelatable character yeah yeah but um like even like document duck like isn't even jealous of him he just still likes him he's like well tall johnson you're infallible you're the best tall johnson <laughs> but basically every episode he's just in bed for most of it and then turns yeah. up in the last five minutes and solves all the pro- <laughs> yeah. points in the episode but J- johnson x oh he's like a, he's like a benevolent figure <laughs> yeah they just turns up and hey guys all the- tall johnson's here <laughs> Why are you calling me that? Saves all the day. Like, like, like I don't know, because if we can just, like, we could, as the creators, we could use Tall Johnson as a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah. So like, let's say uh, Ducky McDuck becomes really involved or really heavily involved with a sort of a Somalian pirate scene. And Ducky McDuck's <laughs> The Somalian pirate scene, like, it's like some subculture. <laughs> it is, you get, it you is. Get, you, got, you got your goths there, you got your... Uh, you got your, your, your emos, kids. your chavs, yeah, and, yeah. Your Somalian and you pirates got your Somalian pirates. <laughs> running around with their AKs and their dinghies. Look like- at me. I am the captain now. <laughs> I like the thought there being a tiny like Somalian pirate ship sailing along in a pond. <laughs> I mean, the, the Somalian pirate community has really sold out since Hot Topic started stocking uh, um, Somalian pirate ships. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember when you could go to Hot Topic back when I was a kid, buy a machete. Can't do that anymore. <laughs> not, not since they've been clamping down on Somalian Buy a machete on a gunboat. <laughs> Okay, so we've got Ducky McDuck and Tall Johnson. We need a villain. We need we need a main antagonist, a recurring villain. Sp- what, what have we got? What have we got? Spanglo-Saxon. The raccoon. I'm going to go with the raccoon. The raccoon sounds interesting. Who's the raccoon? The raccoon. Uh, he was born in 1997. No, not, sorry, 1977. 1977. Uh, he grew up listening very much to Queen and therefore turned, turned evil. Um, <laughs> 
because he was just corrupted by images of wanting to be Freddie Mercury. Yeah. And, and slowly... He, he, he keeps turning to people and says, guys, I listen I to... I want I to I be Freddie Mercury. He, he says, guys, I listen to real music like Queen. I don't know kids nowadays all listen to all this pop, all this pop garbage. Yeah. But not me. I listen to Queen. I'm 13 years old. Because raccoons <laughs> only have a lifespan of 11 years, yeah, he's yeah. remained 11 mm. ever since. Like since, he's re- since. He hasn't since aged not, since, since he Since 1977. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so whereas um, Ducky McDuck has he's he's aged he's he's withered he's a real character yeah yeah where the raccoon has been is perpetually 11 yeah, and yeah. therefore incredibly annoying petulant is and it? masturbating all the time <laughs> so at 11 surely he's got surely he's got a, another year okay. well he's, he, ages, he ages in raccoon years of oh, course yeah, yeah. which are probably <laughs> oh, no. like dog years no every fifth episode he discovers masturbation for the first time <laughs> 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 but he keeps forgetting because, yeah. because you know with his uh, with his strange uh, fluctuations in age he's also got early onset Alzheimer's <laughs> this is so a, we're really teaching kids about something they will there are a lot of issues packed into each episode it's like a Snickers bar yeah. <laughs> well there's a lot of issues packed into this one character because yeah. not only is he dealing with the uncertainty and sort of that, that, that confusion that accompanies that prepubescent teenage years also he's dealing with early onset Alzheimer's and mainly, he's a raccoon. <laughs> but he's a villain, James. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? It's because our society, society, our society treats treats prepubescent early onset Alzheimer's raccoons as villains. <laughs> it's all a metaphor, and that that is the premise of the show. Ultimately, so let's just let, let's bash a couple of. Uh, Did we have a can, title? Can, can we, we have a title? Can we? Yeah, we haven't got a title for the show yet. Now, now we have all the characters, and there's, there's three characters, the three of us. Can we improv an episode? Yes. Yeah. Um, who wants to be who? Uh, can I be? Uh, can I be the raccoon? <laughs> I wanted to be the raccoon. Soft. I'll be. I'll be tough told. Nuts, buddy. I'll be told Johnson. Okay, Robbie, that... you are now Ducky McDuck. Okay. All right. Uh, would everyone like a recap of who their characters are? No, we've got, I, I, we've got I, I, this I think I know. I think okay. I know. Um, Ducky McDuck. Yep. You are a small duck in big boots. You are a double amputee. No, got, we've got this. We've got this. After yeah, where, but I want to. I want to refresh. We, okay, fine. Go on. Well, this is why we should have established a, an episode theme. But you know what? The characters will tell the episode exactly. for us. No, origin, origin story. Helaman Province, Iraq. <laughs> Cut to Helaman Province, Iraq. It's, right, it's, I'll, it's, I'll, I'll, make, I'll make some gunfire sounds. It's Ducky, Ducky, Ducky McDuck's third tour of duty. He, he, he's, he's in the back of a Humvee. You, you know what I find, Paul Johnson? I find... Can you be quieter, please, James? Thank you. Sorry, that's, um, those, those are the gun effects. It, just, just it was again. loud. It was loud in Iraq. Real, it's real. gritty. It's just meaty. Just Ducky McDuck. <laughs> We've got sound editing on the show. <laughs> you know what I find, Tor Johnson? I find that no matter how scared I get... I'm Johnson now. No matter how scared I get... said James do the sound effects still. Here in Iraq, I feel you're my brother. I feel you get a real family spirit in the army. I hear and the kids here should recruit. I turn to camera. I I hear you, Ducky McDuck. Oh, I but I I can solve the war all on my own. You see, you, it's, you see that that uh, that Taliban with an RPG up in the hill. I do. I've sh- I've shot him. Oh! I've saved the entire platoon. This is why I wish you were my brother. Oh! Oh! oh, oh, oh Ducky McDuck, look out! There's an IED. <laughs> It's me, the raccoon. (laughs) I'm a chronic masturbator. Where am I? Uh, Oh, no. Look out. Look out. Ducky McDuck is a raccoon. Take that, Ducky McDuck. I'll take your legs. But that looks... Whatever that that metal thing is, it's covered in bird food. (laughs) 
And you <laughs> don't go for a ducky McDuck. Oh. I covered the IED in birdseed. <laughs> I just really appreciate well, your voice there, James. Look out, Ducky McDuck. Well, I'll save it from Raccoon. Hey, take this, Raccoon. And then um, Long Tall Johnson uh, punches the raccoon, raccoon in the head, right square between the eyes, in between the goddamn eyes. And he drops like a bag, a sack of potatoes. And then the plot end. That's, that's it. That's and it. he develops early onset Alzheimer's. Yeah. Origins. Pilot episode <laughs> done. Cartoon Network commission us. <laughs> Verbal discharge. discharge. We will welcome back to Verbal Discharge and Phantom FM. Ha 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 ha. That was Will Smith. Ho ho. Is a little callous laugh he does in his raps. Ha 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 ha. Is that an actual thing that he does? Yeah, if you listen to any of the songs, he goes, ha 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 ha. That, that yeah, yeah, was, yeah. was that a Will Smith impression? It's Will Smith. I'm Deadshot. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, he does that. He does that in the new one. He, he's actually done a rap for, um, for Suicide Squad. Like, you know, just like he did for Wild Wild West. Actually, well, he, he hasn't released it. He did it in the shower, but you know, we never hear it. When, when Tarantino wrote Django Unchained with Will Smith in mind, he actually just wrote ha 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 <laughs> after every line of dialogue. And it had to go back for and take it out by hand uh, when he cast Jamie Foxx. Yeah, it took him a really long time. Had to translate all the ha 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 has from Will Smithish yeah. into, into legible into words. Ha 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 ha, which is how that was. That was stuff. almost French. Don't lead him into it, James. What's French? What into Robbie's bad French accent? Robbie's racist, racist, racist it's French not, accent. It's not racist. It's xenophobic. Oh, sit down. I'm already sit. I'm already seated. Sit further. Lower your seat. Ben lowered his seat. Visual gag. See you later, folks. And on that note, I'm um, sorry to we say, are... but we might we might be done. We, oh, that, that might be it. That might just well, well it is it. Oh, God. This <laughs> is this is the <laughs> end of the show. G. Yeah, for another week, for another another sad, sad, sad week. Yeah. Oh no, the week might be glorious. You might have a fantastic week, but it will all get better come next once Thursday, we're Friday. back. Mm. Yeah. We understand yep. that these this this hour or so, this two hours, depending on how you listen to us, that you get each week is undoubtedly the best part of your week. Yeah. So we'll see you next week for more of that. Sorry, live we for guys. Do have though, if you are, if you feel that's that's the only thing that gives you pleasure is is our content. You can, however, get more of it. We do have content up in places. You can find more of our content. There's but where can you find more of our content? You can find it on the website which is verbaldishart.co.uk where we had a blog post go up the other day it was by me it was what was it about james oh uh, it was about 14 things that doctors don't want you to know oh boy and they don't want you to know some things there, there are <laughs> there are some things that they just do not want you to know but if you read the article you can find out all 14 of all them 14 all mm. 14 and then you're basically a doctor if you think you're thinking of going to through seven years of medical school, don't bother. Just read James's article. Yeah, but to be a doctor, you have to know all that, but then not want uh, to anybody else to know. <laughs> and if you're interested in the Facebook and you're on the Facebook, you can find us at www.facebook full stop com slash v e b a r l d i c no I said just facebook.com yeah. slash verbal discharge. Yeah. Ben, where else? Um, also, have you mentioned the Twitter? Nope. No? Oh, Go on, uh, Twitter, Twitter.com. Uh, it's, it's at uh, VerbDisRadio. Yes. yes. Oh, radio. You got, As if you got it right and Jordan doesn't. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to VerbDisRadio. Hey. Hello. Get out. <laughs> See you later, guys. We do also have, coming up soon, 
we have hopefully two very exciting announcements we can make. Yes, next week. Yes, yes, we do. Uh, well, no, three actually. Three very exciting announcements, hopefully. We have a thing that is pretty much set in stone we can't talk about. We have another thing that is pretty much set in stone and we sort of maybe can talk about um, and is based around something happening at this fine university institution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we have mm-hmm. another thing. We have a guest that we are potentially getting on the show potentially a and i hope known they guest. say yes i've I, been i know nothing about this but don't tell me here because it's a surprise <laughs> i've been it, it, it's actually might be happening i've been trying to get it done happen today um and it may happen if not well either way either way we'll tell you next week because we should know whether or not this guest is going to be on there if they say no and they've snubbed us then do you we know can what? mention it anyway yeah we'll mention it anyway but right now it's a mystery so we have three very exciting things as well as all they the are genuinely things. quite exciting. I'm excited for them. I'm excited for them. I'm very. I'm excited also excited. Them. I don't know what's going on, but I'm excited, guys. <laughs> you know a few of them. I'm, I'm getting a context excitement. Ah, oh, oh. fanning myself. So with that, does anyone else have anything they want to say? Anything else that they're just burgeoning to get out? Ben, um, uh, Trumbo starring Brian Cranston out soon. <laughs> <laughs> that does look quite good. Actually. It does really. Yeah, yeah. Helen Mirren's also in it. Yeah, yeah. So's uh, the other guy. Um, the other one, the one with the ginger beard. Oh, yeah, Louis C.K. the other one. Yeah. Um, but more of that next week. Yeah. More of our announcements next week. More of this nonsense next week. Ben, why don't you give us the last word of the show? Uh, clamber. <laughs>